From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We are introducing some new segments to the program. That's right. We're going to start off with the front burner. Then we're going to go through our main topic. Then we're going to have a back burner, and we're going to close it out by stirring the pot. Today we're talking all about football in the upcoming weekend, both college football and the NFL. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. It's time to turn on the Sports Stove. Welcome into the Sports Stove Podcast. Today we are starting off with what's on the front burner, and that is COVID conscious conferences. Say that five times fast. We started out the college football season with the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. They planned and prepared for teams coming down with COVID, and so that if they had to postpone games, they could still get them in before the season was over, and it would not affect their playoff chances for their conference. Then you've got other teams like the Big Ten and the Pac-12. They chose to hold off, start the season later, and give no room for error. What does that do overall? It hurts their chances in the college football playoffs. You look at a team like Oregon. They may go undefeated this year, yet they may not have enough games on the schedule to fit into the college football playoffs. You look at a team like Ohio State. Well, what happens if all of a sudden their games start getting canceled? This weekend, they're scheduled to play Maryland. It's been canceled. They're not going to be able to make that up. What happens if they lose another game or a third game? Now they don't have enough games to make the college football playoff either. A big shout-out here to the conferences, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, and some of the small conferences as well that said, you know what, we're going to be aware of what's going on and we're going to plan and prepare so that if we have to miss a few games, we can make them up and it does not affect our chances at making the college football playoffs. Teams like Alabama, sure, they can have a game postponed. Why? Because they can make it up and it will not affect them whatsoever. Texas A&M and Florida on the outside looking in right now for the playoffs, the COVID issues may help them more than anybody. They have an opportunity now, let's say if Ohio State misses three games, all of a sudden A&M and Florida are looking a little bit more promising at a chance in the college football playoffs. What about teams like Cincinnati? Yeah, they're excited about these COVID problems as well because if they run the table, they've got a chance. BYU, they've got a chance as well. If Ohio State, Wisconsin, other Big Ten teams don't have enough games to make it into the playoffs, let alone the Pac-12 who just joined the party last week, what are they going to do? They already don't have very many games as is. If they miss any games, it almost automatically knocks them out of the playoffs. So here's to you, COVID conscience conferences. Congratulations on planning ahead. All right, 
right, let's get into the weekend football that's ahead of us. College football, not a ton of big games going on this weekend. Let's start off in the Big Ten. Indiana's 3-0 and now, ranked number 10 in the nation. I love what they're doing in uh, Indiana right now. They're going to be on national television, ABC noon game against Michigan State. Michigan State beating Michigan. They're only 1-2, and two, though. Indiana, a seven-point favorite against Michigan State. And now it kind of comes the stretch where you're trying to figure out how legit Indiana is. They beat Penn State by a point in overtime on kind of a miracle play by their quarterback. Then they dominate against Rutgers. Then they dominate against Michigan. Michigan's not been very good this year. Now they've got Michigan State, followed by Ohio State, followed by Maryland, followed by Wisconsin, before they close the year with the in-state rival of Purdue. So they come in with a seven-point favorite. You need Michael Penix Jr. to come out and continue to play great. He's had seven touchdowns to one interception so far. You need the defense to come out and play strong as well. Michigan State's quarterback, six touchdowns, five interceptions. He's got a whole bunch of yards, 869 yards. Indiana needs to come out and and take control defensively and to continue their undefeated season going into Ohio State next week. Another Big Ten matchup that's interesting to watch, Wisconsin coming to play their second game of the season. They're 1-0, and and they're facing Michigan at Michigan. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites over Michigan in the night game. Wisconsin is a team we just don't know anything about. Their quarterback has been sidelined for 21 days because of a COVID test uh, that was positive. How in the world do you sit a guy 21 days for that? In this day and age, we know better than 21 days. It's just not necessary. Anyways, Wisconsin, they've only played the one game, so we don't really know exactly what they are at this point in the season. They need to win out, and they need to do it impressively to have any shot Uh, at at college football playoffs because of the lack of games they've played. Then you've got Northwestern. They're number 23 in the nation, 3-0. They're going up against Purdue, who's 2-0. It's at Purdue. Northwestern, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It'll be interesting to see, again, is Northwestern for real or just have they not played anybody that good quite yet? They killed Maryland 43-3 to open the season, and Maryland's looked great ever since that game, but definitely not in that game. Northwestern went on to beat Iowa by one point in week two, and then they beat Nebraska by a touchdown in week three. So Iowa and Nebraska not having great seasons. Who is Northwestern? We've yet to exactly find out. They have a pretty easy schedule. After Purdue, they face Wisconsin, then Michigan State, Minnesota, and Illinois. Michigan State, Minnesota, and Illinois have not been great this season either. And so it'll be interesting to see exactly what Northwestern is. Right now they're in the driver's seat in their division, and they're in the driver's seat really to face off against Ohio State in the Big East Championship, or excuse me, the Big Ten Championship. Whether or not they'll make it there is yet to be seen. Then over in the ACC, not a ton again of big games going on, but some interesting games nonetheless. Miami's ranked number nine right now in the nation. They face off against Virginia Tech. North Carolina, 5-2. It's underwhelming, 5-2. They face off against Wake Forest. Notre Dame coming off the big win over Clemson. They're 7-0. They're facing Boston College. They're 13.5-point favorites. They're over Boston College. They should not have any problem with BC, but BC is 5-3. They have had a pretty decent season themselves. 
after losing to uh, Virginia Tech to start the season. They they beat Georgia Tech, lose to Clemson. They beat Syracuse, and now here they are. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh, lost to North Carolina, beat Texas State, beat Duke. Basically, they lost the games that they everyone assumed they were going to lose. They haven't won any surprise games yet, so if they beat Notre Dame, it would be quite the feat, needless to say. Then you head over to other top 25 games going on. You've got Marshall at 6-0. They're facing off against Middle Tennessee State. Should have no problem there. Liberty 7-0 is playing West Carolina. Guess what? West Carolina has not played yet this season. <laughs> Liberty should have no problems there. They're 32.5-point favorites uh, there. USC plays their second game against Arizona, who has not played a game yet. Florida facing off against Arkansas. Right now, Florida and Texas A&M are needing games and needing to win games as much as anybody in the nation. And Florida shouldn't have a problem with Arkansas. They're 17.5-point favorites. Yet, it's a it's really just a must-win game right now for them. Texas A&M game is canceled this, this week or postponed against Tennessee. Those two teams vying for the uh, SEC championship and, uh, and the possibility to make it into the college football playoffs. Now to the NFL. It is, I'm recording this as of Thursday night. Right now it's almost to the fourth quarter in the Thursday night football game. Colts leading 27-17 over the Titans. So by the time you listen to this, it'll already be over and we'll know who's kind of in the driver's seat in the AFC South. But we've got some interesting games going on on Sunday. First of all, you've got the Green Bay Packers facing off against the Jaguars. Coming off another impressive week uh, for Aaron Rodgers. This is an opportunity to get him back in the MVP race with a big performance against the Jags. Maybe he throws for five touchdowns, six touchdowns. It's yet to be seen. 13.5 point favorites. The Packers need to dominate there against Jacksonville. Some interesting games, maybe not uh, great for the record books, but the Eagles and the Giants face off. The Eagles first placed in the division at 3-4-1. and one. The Giants are right there with them still to some degree at 2-7. and seven. And that's a game that is interesting only for NFC East fans and really nobody else. There's very few great games going on this weekend. The Seahawks at 6-2 face off against the Rams. The Rams are at home and a one-and-a-half point favorite. I'm a little surprised by that. Seahawks need to win this game, and I think they will. Then you've also got the Cincinnati Bengals, 2-5-1. Not great, right? Well, they're facing off against the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, a seven-point favorite. There's been a little trash talk in the media by retired players, not by the current players. The question is, is will that rivalry continue to be hot, even though the Bengals haven't been good for many years? Uh, it should try to draw some at least excitement there for that game. And I expect Joe Burrow to come through with the victory over Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh uh, to put the Bengals at 3-5-1. and one. You heard it here before you heard it anywhere else. The Bengals upset the Steelers in Week 10 of the NFL season. Monday night, we'll wrap it up. With the Bears versus the Vikings. The Bears are going the wrong direction. The Vikings finally on the way up. And uh, we expect the Bears to continue to lose. Maybe to the point where Mitch Trubisky is called back into the game. We will yet to be see that. But the Vikings will beat the Bears on Monday night. 
Then Sunday night, I know I just did Monday night, but Sunday night you've got the Baltimore Ravens versus the New England Patriots. Lamar Jackson has not been playing his greatest football, yet the Ravens are still 6-2. and two. The Patriots, well, they've definitely not played their best football, and it'll continue. Baltimore will beat New England on Sunday night. Baltimore's a seven-point favorite. This one gets a little ugly. Baltimore wins by double digits. Now for our newest segment, the back burner. For the back burner today, we want to cover something that did happen during the Thursday night football game. Philip Rivers moves ahead of Dan Marino on the all-time passing list. Philip Rivers now number five on the career passing list, and I believe this continues to cement his legacy as a Hall of Fame quarterback. Philip Rivers may never get the Super Bowl that everyone chases. But at 38 years old and his career obviously winding down, Rivers continues to add up the stats that are necessary to get him into the Hall of Fame. Phillip Rivers may not win a Super Bowl, but he's no doubt one of the better quarterbacks to have played in the NFL. Phillip Rivers deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Phillip Rivers should be in the Hall of Fame. And Phillip Rivers will be in the Hall of Fame. We're going to close out the episode with stirring the pot. This segment is not intended to be a hot take segment, something that is just said to get some clicks or some listens. This is supposed to be something that may not be up to conventional wisdom or what everyone else is saying, but it is something that I believe. It's not just something made up. Today, stirring the pot, I'd like to talk about a coaching quarterback combo coming to the NFL next year. All the talk is at the top of the draft uh, for the upcoming NFL draft is Trevor Lawrence, number one, and Justin Fields, number two. You've heard the rumors of Dabo Sweeney coming to Jacksonville or possibly the Jets with the number one overall pick to, to coach in the NFL with Trevor Lawrence, his college quarterback. I think if Dabo comes to the NFL, he's going to Houston to play with Deshaun Watson. You remember he compared Deshaun Watson to the one and only Michael Jordan. That's right, not LeBron James, but the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Dabo Sweeney, if he comes to the NFL, Houston makes the most sense because there's a quarterback there that he knows has what it takes to be in the NFL. He knows exactly what he's got in him and the best ways to use him with the talent that's on that team. But Dabo Sweeney, I don't think he's coming to the NFL, but I think there is a coaching quarterback combination you just might see next year, depending on who has the number two overall pick. Justin Fields is almost guaranteed to be the number two overall pick, and although his college coach Ryan Day is probably not coming, what about Urban Meyer? Does he have, did he coach Justin Fields? Not necessarily, but there is connection there. Urban Meyer, ready to get back into coaching. Why not coach in the NFL? It's a lot less stressful than college. And all those complaints about his health and the reason why he had to leave Florida and then eventually Ohio State as well, Urban Meyer is primed to come into the NFL and take a job. Why not come in with a quarterback that you know and that you're comfortable with in Justin Fields? Many Ohio State quarterbacks have failed in recent years. You look back uh, over Cardell Jones, uh, you see it uh, as well in just different quarterbacks throughout the years with Ohio State. But Justin Fields is different. 
He has more than one year experience. He has two. He has proven that he has the talent to move on to the next level. And Urban Meyer, if he wants to coach again, he's going to come back and coach Justin Fields. You heard that here before you heard it anywhere else. Maybe. Maybe you heard it somewhere else. I haven't heard it anywhere else, and it's something that I believe. Urban Meyer coming to the NFL, you betcha. Jacksonville, the New York Jets, wherever Justin Fields lands, look for Urban Meyer to be his head coach very soon. Thank you for listening to today's Sports Stove Podcast. We ask that you rate, share, and subscribe this podcast. Let all your friends know about the Sports Stove Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sports Stove. We are on some other social media sites as well, but most active on Twitter. Feel free to share and comment any opinions you have about today's uh, episode on Twitter at Sports Stove, or you can email us the Sports Stove at gmail.com. We are brought to you today by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can get more information about Belly Up Sports on bellyupsports.com. We are a proud partner with Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Thank you again for listening to the Sports Stove Podcast. We are coming out with a special episode next week previewing NCAA basketball season. It's an episode you do not want to miss if you are a college basketball fan. But until then, we'll see you around the sports stove.